seek to conceal the truth or we as people become accepting of alternative realities that are no longer grounded in facts, then we as American citizens are on a pathway to relinquishing our freedom. Hmm, who was he talking about there? You may recognize that voice as the former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, the first Secretary of State in the Trump administration, uh, speaking somewhere yesterday, it doesn't matter where, talking about the danger of alternative realities among our leaders. He went on to say other things. A responsibility of every American citizen to each other is to preserve and protect our freedom by recognizing what truth is and is not, what a fact is and is not, and more. When we as people, a free people, go wobbly on the truth, even on what may seem the most trivial of matters, we go wobbly on America. I thought that was the most interesting thing that Rex Tillerson said. When I first heard that Rex Tillerson made some comments that were veiled uh, shots at Trump. I thought, okay, here's the the Trump-hating media reading into some Tillerson. No, he's clearly talking about the president. Um, and that stuff he said there at the end about even uh, exaggerating or, or, or not being uh, factual about minor things is a problem. Um, I don't know what he'd be talking about there specifically, but I guess it's when, when Trump says that you know, we had the highest rated whatever, and it wasn't. It wasn't the highest rated ever um, speech or, you know, whatever claim he's making. And, and and a lot of us just roll our eyes. That's the way Trump is. Tillerson seems to think that that's a that's a problem. You don't want your, your leaders doing that, which, you know, I can I can definitely understand that argument. Um, but, yeah, so make of that what you will. Also on the Trump orbit. Michael Weiss has a column out. Who is he, Sean? Can you help me out there? Uh, Michael Weiss did a lot of reporting on ISIS in the Middle East. Uh, he's now a contributor to CNN and various other kind of okay. news organizations. We've had him on this show, uh, and this was uh, this is actually just a tweet thread. He hasn't had this published anywhere. Okay, he came to a conclusion that I actually agree with, so that's what I wanted to pass along. It's called, Here's My Take on the Trump Tower Meeting. Yesterday, pages and pages and pages of the testimony that Donald Jr. gave to Congress behind closed doors was released, and a lot of different news organizations read through it and tried to pick out their favorite stuff. And the question was, um, were the Trump people, well, were were the Trump people colluding with Russia when they had that that meeting at Trump Tower with that uh, woman representing Russia who... Joe and I believe clearly was working with Putin. I, I don't think there's any any. I don't think anybody gets to do anything in Russia without being part of the the Putin thing. Um, and so some people believe that's a clear sign of collusion. Other people say no. Uh, she was just there to talk about other stuff, and there was no collusion that went on. Here's here is Michael Weiss's take on it, and it is what I agree with. Also, to summarize it, it would be they were more than happy. To, to collude with Russia in that meeting, but it turned out the woman didn't have what she said she had. She enticed them with, we've got a bunch of dirt on Hillary. He responded, you remember the email, he responded with, all right, cool, let's get it on. Showed up to the meeting. Turns out she was there for something else, and they immediately thought, oh, she doesn't have anything. Crap. And got up and left. So no colluding happened. So those people supporting Trump are right. But they would have colluded if they could have, I believe. 
so that crowd is right. So what do you do with that? Uh, no crime was committed because there were no goods. It's a tough one. But I absolutely think that if she'd said, hey, we've dug up this secret information on Hillary that you could use against her, I think at least at least Don Jr. would have said, cool, what can we do with it? Now, maybe Manafort, understanding the law better or understanding what tried to trouble they would have gotten in, would have stepped in and said, whoa, 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 easy now. We ain't, we ain't seen nothing. We ain't blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope so. But I think Don Jr. at least would have, would have happily taken any any dirt on Hillary. She got directly from a foe of the United, that he got directly from a foe of the United States, and they would have used it uh, against Hillary in the campaign. So would have committed a crime if they'd had the chance, but they didn't get the chance, so they didn't. I think that's where we are. I think that's exactly what happened. Don Jr. kind of bumbling through the whole thing. Maybe that's a lucky break for the United States of America. I don't know that we don't have to go through that whole thing. Um... We're going through enough with the investigation as it is on the one-year anniversary. But there wasn't a lot that came out of the the release yesterday. Well, there certainly wasn't anything that changed the story. There were some interesting, I've got here the juiciest revelations from the newly revealed emails about the Trump Tower meeting. One of them is Paul Manafort's weird cryptic notes during the meeting that nobody can figure out. So Paul Manafort, who would would appear, appears as a crook, um, took some notes. And there's no telling what they are. He wrote down he wrote down various words, not invest dash loan. Uh, he wrote down the word companies. He wrote down the word 133 million shares. He wrote down offshore slash Cyprus. He wrote down a couple of names that nobody knows what they are. Now, was Manafort taking notes about this meeting, or had he concluded very quickly that there was nothing exciting going on here, and he was off on his own in his own mind? We've all done that, right? You're in a meeting, and you're writing down, get milk, mow lawn, uh, pick up kid from school. doesn't have anything to do with the meeting you're in. So it's possible that that's what Manafort was doing. He wrote down at one point, tied into Cheney. Dick Cheney, the vice president? I don't know. But Manafort may have checked out. But that got some people's attention as to what the heck was he writing down. He wrote down, it looks like he was trying to write the word illicit, but spelled it wrong in a hurry. Again, did that have anything to do with that meeting, or was he thinking of something else? I don't know. Uh, It would seem that the president, well, we know the president helped Don Jr. craft his statement about the meeting on the plane. We still don't know what's going on there. Maybe Mueller will tell us something about it, but... It is what it looked like to me anyway, and this Weiss character agrees. They went in there hoping they could get stuff on Hillary. The Russians didn't have it. It was a ruse, and then they were like, oh, crap, and ended the meeting quickly and went out of there. Would they have committed a crime, using my finger quotes, if they'd had the opportunity? I think Don Jr. would have, not knowing it was a crime because he was new to the whole thing. Manafort had to know what was going on. That's what he does for a living. Of course, he's had his house raided by FBI agents in the middle of the night. So so that's that. Um, I'm a little disappointed. A video has been taken off YouTube I wanted to talk about. YouTube is just but one place to find said video. I believe it is. Uh, it still exists in other corners. Somebody of the captured it? Yeah, I think so. So here's what happened. Uh, a woman up in Canada was at a... Uh, uh, you know this coffee shop well, Hanson. Is it an upscale? It's upscale, wouldn't you say? It's upscale-ish, at least, coffee shop in Canada. Tim Hortons. 
And this woman, well, I'll give you the headline because then the description of the woman is better. A, a woman at a coffee shop drops her pants. Um, leaves a present. Yeah. Uh, there on the on the floor, picks it up and throws it at the cashier. Now, when I heard when I saw that headline, I have no interest in that story. I don't traffic in that sort of filth. I was kind of picturing the sort of person that would do that in the sort of coffee shop. Then you watch the video, and it's an upscale, clean coffee shop. Picture Starbucks, and you got this well put together woman. Again, picture Starbucks. This is a skinny, thirty something woman, yoga pants athleisure, got her jacket tied around her waist like she just had gone to the gym and worked out and stopped by the coffee shop. We all know that woman at Starbucks, right? She gets into some sort of argument with the guy, the barista there at the coffee shop. She wanted to use the bathroom, and he said she couldn't for some reason. There's no audio, so we're not a, details are unclear on what was going on there. It wasn't because she's black, because she's not black. Uh, she wanted to use the bathroom. She argues. She seems to be getting more worked up, more worked up. She backs away from the cashier. She pulls down her yoga pants, does her thing, then picks it up. While she's doing her thing, the cashier comes around the corner, is on the phone gesturing like, I don't know if he called the the, the mounted police or what, or I don't know what he did. <laughs> Tell your horses to get here faster. <laughs> he looks really concerned, as you would be. She does her thing, then picks it up and throws it at him. Is a sick enough. And it was on YouTube, and then YouTube took it down just a little bit ago. It's a quite the extraordinary video. Can we be nicer to each other? Yeah. Can we try that? That, w- that was not Canada nice, as you hear it. That was not Canada nice. If we all leave the show of one thing today, don't drop a deuce at the coffee shop, pick it up, and throw it at your barista. Can we all agree on that? It's not cool. She just didn't look like the sort of person that would do that. Now, what does the sort of person that would do that look like? I don't have a perfect sketch in my head, but not like her. Yipes. She's got to be just thrilled that that went viral. <laughs> she's, uh, from what I saw, she's already been arrested. Uh, charges for, are pending. For public defecation? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see what they were. It seemed the, the police were still figuring out exactly what to charge her with. I'm Probably even... something weird like littering or something. Minor crime. Uh, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. Yeah. Okay, so how many of you heard Laurel? And how many heard Yanni? Okay, somehow this has forever divided our world. But whether you hear Laurel or Yanni, there's one thing I think we can all agree on. Nothing has ever mattered less than this. (laughs) Right at the bottom of the thing. No friggin' doubt. I'm paying so little attention to this, which is getting a lot of attention. That I'd forgotten what I heard. Didn't I hear Laurel originally? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. Play that again. The 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 Kimmel one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay stop yeah. it if you can. I hear Yanni now. Here, I'll play the. Uh, let's see. I think I have do you the hear Yanni? One. Does anybody else know? You yeah, still that, hear I Laurel? Hear, I hear Yanni. Here's the original version that we were playing on uh-huh. our show. Yeah. 
Clearly Laurel. Laurel. The other one I hear Yanni. I heard Yanni on when I played that. So it's got s- you did. Yeah. Well, that makes you a crazy person. <laughs> um, no, so I heard Yanni on the Kimmel version, so it must have been a higher pitch or something? And then we hear a different word? I'm confused by all of this. Would you like to hear someone attempt to explain it? You know, I didn't want to, but now that I've heard Yanni, I kind of do. Go ahead. The sounds in Yanni play at a higher frequency than the sounds in Laurel. As we age, our ears are less able to hear higher frequencies. So if you are hearing Yanni, you might have younger ears. Luckily, with the help of the internet, we can hear both. Brilliant Twitter user at XXV posted audio of the pitch brought both down and up. When you listen to it brought down 30%, you will hear Yanni. 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 But when you listen to it with the pitch brought up 30%, you will likely hear Laurel. 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 Does that help at all? That is really interesting. Yeah, well, kind of. I get the I get the principle. I don't know what it means. So do do we regularly hear different words like ch- the children and women who have higher pitched voices? Do we have hear different words than other people hear or I don't or than what they're saying? I don't quite understand what's going on here. I still, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. I still feel like the <laughs> the root of the issue has something to do with the digital nature of the speaking voice. Okay, so it wouldn't happen in real life? I, 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 that's my guess. I haven't heard anybody say that, but that's my, my guess it has something to do with that. And do we have any Yanni music, Michael, any more Yanni music? Because this has been a great thing for the musical artist Yanni, if you've ever heard of him. I just saw him up, up on the CBS Early Show. Oh, good for him. On a private jet, which he owns, by the way, because he's been so successful with this crap. Um, yeah, he's had quite the resurgence because of this whole Yanni Laurel thing. So good for Yanni, the Greek songster. There you go. <laughs> I'll be damned. Vanity Fair is out with an article about Michael Cohen. Remember him? Says who? Uh, President Trump's lawyer or not lawyer or whatever he is. Here's what they say in Vanity Fair as a, a reporter for Vanity Fair hung out with Michael Cohen over the weekend. As Michael Cohen's instinct to fight kicked into overdrive last week, so too has the unyielding cable news mania weighed on him. The paparazzi, who had finally begun to leave him and his family alone after the raid, once again started lingering outside his hotel on Park Avenue. This is because of the Giuliani interviews. They followed him on his way to his lawyer's office and waited for him once he came outside. Did you see any of that last week? Any of the footage of Michael Cohen walking down the street in New York and all the media walking backwards with cameras? Geez, that would drive you crazy. That'd be a hell of a way to live. As Mike, uh, I already read that one. Friends continued to tell him that at this point, no one in Washington was looking out for him. So he had to be the only one to look out for himself and his family. As Michael Cohen watched the news unfold in his hotel room in Philadelphia over the weekend, he evidenced some exasperation. He has confided in friends. I just can't take this anymore. Nobody's exactly sure what that means or where that's going, but some people are reading into that 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 means he's willing to flip or tell on the president or something. He was in Philadelphia. I think his daughter was graduating from college, and he was there with his mom and dad and grandparents and family, and he had media following him in and out of his hotel and screaming questions at him and all this sort of stuff. And at least according to a source for the Vanity Fair, and who knows if the source is right or not, as we were talking about earlier, I don't know. Uh, but he is, he is kind of feeling like he's been hung out to dry and he's, uh, tired of all this crap. If that's true. Who knows what he's going to do? 
Does he have anything to flip on Trump? Also an unknown. I could certainly see him reaching the end of his limit. It's it's happened throughout history. Hardcore mobsters who had made the blood oath to the family uh, when faced with life in prison have turned on their lifelong friends to, to stay out of prison. Has happened over and over throughout history. Could could Cohen have something on Trump and turn on? Absolutely could happen. Question, of course, is whether or not he has anything on Trump, but that's from Vanity Fair. Does the pic, does the video still exist somewhere of the woman in the coffee shop? Yes, I watched it about 10 minutes ago. And where did you find it? On the dark net? Uh, on the interwebs. I, I think I, the, the version of the video I saw, I think, was from LiveLeak, not from YouTube. So given that reality, is there any point in YouTube taking a video down? Does it accomplish anything other than they get to say, we don't put this sort of thing on a platform, but whatever. Well, yeah, it certainly doesn't remove it from the Internet. It just Uh takes it away from the easiest way most people find videos on the Internet. True. I was told it's at hot links at Armstrong and Getty Radio. We have the video? Armstrongandgetty.com. We have the video at armstrongandgetty.com. Are we proud of this as an organization? (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Well, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know (laughs) if we should have that video on there or not. Show of hands. Should we have the video on our website? Is it the pixelated says version? Yes. Michael's putting up both hands. Marshall says yes. I think I've already been overruled. Have you seen the non-pixelated version? I watched like a sped up non-pixelated one. She uh, she walks around with her pants mid-thigh for, for several moments in the that's, video. That's not the questionable part of the video. It's what she leaves behind. Uh, I'm pretty sure Joe would vote no on this. I read a book once that told me everybody does that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Everybody <laughs> poops. Yeah, it's good for you when you're a little kid. It's it's one of the great one of the great moments to realize. Yes, absolutely. I think Joe would be against this having it on our website. <laughs> Almost certainly. I'm pretty sure the company would be against it. And we work up for a bunch of companies and I think they would all be against it. <laughs> all righty. I don't want to have to talk to a lawyer at some point. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Is it pixelated or non-pixelated? Do we see nether regions? We don't see lady bits. There's no pixelation. There's no bits. We don't see lady bits, but it's but not pixelated. Let me make it clear. We do see human poo, though, right? It's just a link to the story. Okay. We didn't actually post the video sure. on our site. We posted a link. Right. So if people want to find it. And if you click on that link, you need to take a look at yourself. <laughs> That's the deal. Yeah. The question, the real question is, the person you see in the mirror every morning. What's this isn't going on a with news, that person? This isn't a news story. This is a personality test. Yeah, exactly. What kind of person are you? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's Twitter tirade about the Mueller Russian investigation not letting up this morning, and it's trending this wedding season. Sologamy. We'll get into those stories coming up. Sologamy. Sologamy. That's one I don't know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall is helping me out. He was just on the phone with AAA to have them come out and uh, change the tire on my vehicle, which I got to admit gives me great emotional and physical pain. I've never had anybody change my own tire. I see that as a 
real sign of being self-efficient. Uh, yeah, but you have a huge vehicle, a large tire, and you, do you know how big your jack is? I mean, is it just one of those little wind-up Yeah, jack, it still or? wouldn't be a big deal, but yeah. it'd take longer than I've got to spend on it gotcha. while I'm while I'm working. If I had my jack from home, I got one of those shop vacs. Sure. Roll that under there, right. jack it up in like two seconds. Full-size spare. I could do this in the whole thing I could do in five minutes. Right, right, I always right. carry an extra uh, tub of weightlifting chalk in my trunk. I can just lift up the car, and you can swap out the tire. <laughs> If you want, we can just jam this out in a commercial. Very break. handy. Yeah, right. I got people out in the newsroom offering to do it for me. Yes. That's what I am now. Like a little old lady alongside the road with a flat tire. Can I help you? Oh, it's embarrassing. I'll put on my old timey strongman onesie. Get like a curly mustache. Hey, listen. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I don't mind this at all. I've been paying membership for for uh, my AAA card for a number of years. This is the first time I've used it. Oh, really? It. Yes. Really? Yes. So it's well worth it. I finally bought. I broke down and bought my own shop jack. Yeah, and it's not oh. that expensive. Nope. So handy. Oh yeah. So freaking handy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The hi- anyway, the hydraulic. Just yeah. Pump, pump, pump. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A child could use it. Those are great. <laughs> um. So what is that you're eating, Sean? Oh, those are peanut butter filled pretzels. Of course they are. They're delicious. And you, and you buy them in a giant container. Well, yeah, because what am I going to do? Buy four of them at a time? No, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll take a week's worth, please. Peanut butter. <laughs> Covered pretzels. There you go. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is still railing about the one-year anniversary of the beginning of the Russian investigation, still going after Robert Mueller and the great witch hunt, one of the greatest witch hunts in history. Outside of Salem 1600s? Yes, yes, yes. He's, uh, you know, he is uh, saying it's time to wrap it up. He's not letting this one go. He's really upset. I would say this. If they don't find any collusion between the Trump people and Russia, which I don't think they're going to because I think it would have leaked by now if they had anything, people will forget how certain the media was that that's what happened for like, I don't know, six, nine months after Trump was elected. Everybody was just certain that's that's what happened. And I think it's going to turn out that that's not what happened. So in that sense, it was a witch hunt. Anyway, he is still uh, not letting up on that one. Meanwhile, there is... His a- point being, there were no witches. They went on a witch right. hunt. A bunch of people got right. taken down. There were no witches. There's no such thing. He, he's saying a bunch of people got taken down. They went on a hunt. There was no collusion. Now, you were talking about Cohen and uh, the possibility he may roll. Is that what I heard you saying earlier? Right. Well, Vanity Fair is talking to people that are close to Cohen who say he's a, a, at the end of his rope, exasperated, can't take it anymore, and so emotionally he's in a place where he would flip if he could i just i'm not sure he has any info to flip on well i gotta tell you that's got to be very very expensive after a while you know oh yeah well and imagine the lifestyle he's at his daughter's college graduation and he's got the press following him everywhere he goes in the hotel screaming questions at him that would suck Meanwhile, they're still trying to save the deal. President Trump is going to be meeting with the Secretary General of NATO this afternoon. The two expected to talk about North Korea's threat to pull out of the upcoming summit between the President and Kim Jong-un. During a photo op yesterday, Trump said, We will see what happens. We will see what happens. By the way, Texters, that woman in the coffee shop was not charged with assault with a silent but deadly weapon. That's not an actual crime. (laughs) I don't believe. All right, in uh, in other news this morning, I'm having to jump around a little bit because I got uh, my attention taken away by trying to save Jack. So. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm scrolling back and forth. Everybody and back trying and forth. to help out the little old lady with her flat tire. <laughs> See me to come over and kill some spiders, open some jars for you. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Meanwhile, the president of the European Council is saying that uh, President Trump is a bad friend who acts with capricious assertiveness. 
Donald Tusk is his name. He spoke with reporters after a summit in Bulgaria and said Europe had to be prepared to go it alone in some circumstances because the Trump administration has made the U.S. an unreliable ally. That warning coming after the U.S. pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal, moved its embassy to the disputed city of Jerusalem, and proposed tariffs on European steel and aluminum. Tusk saying, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Policies very unfair. Ah, time. We need time to see how these things are going to turn out. Ah, that's very true. A case that uh, has uh, really alarmed a number of people uh, around the country and in Southern California, the FBI now says the investigation into a deadly building explosion in Orange County has led to the arrest of a man on suspicion of possession of an unregistered destructive device. Okay, this is getting national attention now, so tell me what happened here. Well, the other day, uh, there was a big explosion. At first, it was reported a car had run into this building. Then they said, no, no, that didn't happen. And then they thought maybe a gas explosion had occurred. And then the FBI moved in, and they said they found signs of a suspicious device. A woman was killed. A couple other people were injured. The woman ran a day spa. She was the one who was killed. Now they're saying, no, it looks like it was an explosive device. It looks like it was in a package that was addressed to this woman. So it's uh, like a jilted lover or something? Uh... Apparently, the guy they picked up is a 59-year-old Long Beach man. His Facebook page is showing a lot of photos of him apparently recently traveling with the woman who was killed. Okay. He's going to be making... So it's a domestic violence situation. It could very well be. He's going to make an appearance in federal court Thursday, uh, this afternoon, rather, Uh, The FBI is saying he's not been charged in connection with that explosion on Tuesday, but but for the possession of the destructive device. Okay, back to the uh, coffee coffee pooper. Anson, I have this question for you. Do we have the ability, since you put this on our website, to know tomorrow how many people clicked on that? Do we have the ability to know that? (laughs) Like how popular it was? We have the ability to know how many people clicked on our collection of links but not that one particular i'll have to find out but if the number was up it's possible you could say it was because of the because a texture just ask what if it turns out this is a really popular link on our page what do we do then if it turns out people want this sort of thing we pop the corks on the champagne bottles and have a big party tonight that's what i i yeah NBA Finals, the Conference Finals. The Rockets fighting back after their Game 1 loss to the Warriors in the NBA playoffs. Houston had five players with 16 points or more in that 127-105 Game 2 win over Golden State. Rockets' James Harden was on fire. Tucker, harassed by Green, plays it back in the corner to Harden. 4-3, got it! What a shot He's for incredible. James Harden! He's incredible. I'll wow. tell you, I'm unbelievable. I'm, thank you, Joe. Virtual Joe. Joe is not here today. Joe's playing golf with his son, which why wouldn't you take that day off for All that right. when you get that opportunity? Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm a Warriors fan, but I, I like watching the sport, and this could turn into be one hell of a series. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Game three, Sunday in Oakland, and that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, and the conscience of the nation. Get a phone call. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, this, this may be the call we're be. waiting for. Oh, right. this is Jack. Yes. All right. We're waiting. We're waiting. Okay. Is They're it... giving me an update. It's okay. a computer. Oh. Oh, the computer. Should be arriving okay. at any point at, at during. Any moment. Very oh, Would you like to participate <laughs> in a <laughs> customer review survey? Right. Hit one for yes. We'll be arriving within no. 20 minutes. If you need someone to come to your house to kill spiders or open jars <laughs> since you can't change a tire, let us know. We will uh, also serve those duties. Have uh, you considered uh, this handy reach exchange <laughs> extender for grabbing things on the ground? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm full-on embarrassed.
Jumping back real quick to the the playoff series, I'm yeah. actually not going to be attempting to entice Joe into a double or nothing bet because I actually want this series to go on as long as oh, possible. Yeah. Oh, I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love a close seven game overtime deal. Be fine with me. I would prefer the Warriors to win, but whoever it is is going to trounce the representative from the East. I'll tell you that. Yes, Marshall. Jack, just don't wear your cooler hat. Don't wear the, your Warriors cap again. Jinx them again. So I watched a documentary yesterday that reminded me how badass Israel is uh, on the topic this week of dealing with the Palestinians and uh, that uproar over the the new uh, embassy. Stay tuned for that story. It's it's interesting. Um, Where else should we go? Amazon. It's in increasing efforts to take over the world. Another (laughs) example. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. is so much different when Joe's not here when you're doing it by yourself because you get into a rhythm of what you do and everything. And For instance, I don't have time to heat up a Pop-Tart fully during a commercial break, so I have to be back on time. So I'm eating a half-heated Pop-Tart, which is... I'll tell the Syrians about how rough it is for me. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome Emily Jasinski to the program, who we really like from the Washington Examiner. Emily, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I got a flat tire in my car today. And, well, uh, and a half-worn Pop-Tart. And uh, I've never not changed my own tire in my whole life, and I'm I'm, I'm having uh, AAA do it, and I just I feel less manly about it, and I wonder if it's a milestone or something. <laughs> Maybe it is. I know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so your headline is, Professor Gives Better Grades to Women. What's that all about? Yeah, so speaking of funny, uh, the professor at the University of Akron... Uh, <laughs> Thought he had a really he's, a, he's an, informa- an information technology professor um, and he, he has a few female students in one of his classes and he thought he had a really good idea uh, to help them out apparently according to him at least they were struggling compared to the men um, so he sent an email to students saying you know the following categories of students may see their grades in- increased a level or two and the first category was uh, really plain it was just female students <laughs> Uh, so his idea was to, uh, by the basis of their gender alone, raise the grades of female students. Because he thought they, they needed... Were... How old is this guy? I know. I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's just, it seemed so, um, you know, obviously insulting to me. And it's so obviously a stupid idea and obviously just begging for a lawsuit that I can't believe he, he ever tried to go through with it in the first place. Well, and and it runs counter to especially the reality of modern college campuses, which are dominated by women. Law schools, medical schools, veterinary schools, everything dominated by women. And so the idea that they need help, y'all need help, is pretty silly. 
Well, yeah, I mean, actually, that's, this is something that's kind of overlooked in the, the larger conversation is that women outnumber men in every oh, category of, of graduation. So women yep. earn more undergrads, under master's degrees, and PhDs now than men. Um, oh, yeah. Been that way Absolutely. I've been saying this for a long time because every once in a while there'll be uh, some sort of protest or movement, and I'll say, you won! You won! If there needs to be any movement right now, it's to help out men so they can go to law school or medical school or veterinary school or whatever because they're struggling. Well, and there are some sectors, you know, there's some fields, like obviously some of the STEM fields, um, you know, they're not, women could be better represented in some STEM STEM fields, and maybe information technology is one of them, and I can see where it's frustrating to watch these girls who may actually really want to succeed and have careers in IT, um, not do so well in the class, and like, okay, think about how to do, you know, help them do better, but don't insult them by saying, oh, you didn't earn this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, just because you happen to be female, I mean, that's such a bad idea. What if AAA sends a woman out to change my tire? They might, they might do that. Hmm. And you know what? Just, I bet a AAA hired her. She's probably really good at she'd it. She'd be fantastic at it, but it would be, you know, you know what to be saying to me, I think. <laughs> um, uh, yes, well, so that's an interesting story. Hey, are you following any of the Trump stuff of the last 24 hours? Oh, how, how could I not be? <laughs> right, exactly. So Rudy Giuliani is saying Mueller told him that he can't indict a sitting president, that he's going to go along with that. Do you think there's any chance Mueller actually told Rudy that? It's really hard to know, and, and this is sort of one of the problems with Rudy Giuliani right now, is that he is gripping, his media performances are gripping, and yep. you, know, you can't look away from them, but uh, it's, he's given some bad information before, <laughs> so it's just hard to know what's, what's grounded in reality. Here's uh, my, maybe there's a kernel of truth to it. If, if there is, my guess would be that Mueller in some fashion said he would honor all Justice Department guidelines, and so Rudy extrapolated that into, which is, you know, it's not a lie to say, because the Justice Department guidelines are you can't indict a sitting president. That, that'd be the way I think it happened. Yeah, I actually think that, that could be a plausible theory in that he said something that Giuliani then extrapolated. and you know He took it to the logical conclusion from his perspective. Yeah, that, that seems perfectly plausible to me. What, uh, what is an indictment for people who don't know? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> It's something you don't want as a president. But we decided with Nixon and Bill Clinton that you can't indict a sitting president because they're too busy or something. Right. I mean, and this is where it's where this is just such a regardless. I mean, obviously, the president stands by and says there's no there's no collusion. And, you know, it's frustrating for him to have to go through what he sees as a witch hunt. Um, But the legal implications of this are it's just a tangled up knot. And it's going to take forever for this to be untangled, even when this comes to an end like that we're going to be fighting about this until trump leaves office for the most part you know or for in all likelihood you think um, you think because, because Mueller won't put out the uh he won't finish the investigation or even after he finishes the investigation we'll be fighting about it yeah i think even after he finishes you know and if this thing wraps up i mean it's been a year and we really don't have any idea what this timeline looks like i mean this could go on for another year it could go on for another two years it could end tomorrow i mean we really just have no idea and so i think you know it, even if it's wrapped up you know I, I would say maybe say it's wrapped up by this time next year um i think you know the the other side is so entrenched and the side of of you know the the hardcore trump people are so entrenched as well that this fight is going to continue because there's so many you know things that this has been like i said there's just so many open you know so many loose strings that people are going to keep following for years and years now i heard one commentator who said he had some sources which you know a lot of people claim and then it turns out they're wrong but that Mueller doesn't want to pull a comey he doesn't want to drop this in the middle of an election so he's either going to 
if he doesn't get it done here soon, he's, he would wait at least until after the midterms because he doesn't want to be part of the like the whole Comey thing where 10, 10 days before we go to the polls, you open up an investigation or something. Yeah, and, and Comey has talked about, in Comey's book, he talks about how that's FBI protocol, not to drop something major before or after a, an election, and that's something that the FBI tries really, really hard to yeah, get. Comey did it so. 10 days before we went. That's hilarious. <laughs> right, right. It, it is. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. And so even if, even if uh, Mueller released his findings right now, we're in the heat of a midterm season. Um, you know, so even if he were to do it right now, we're only we're not that far out. We're six months out, um, which doesn't which might sound like a long time to some people, but for the candidates in these races, it is a very immediate thing. Um, and so it would have implications if it were to drop right now. So that it that it might uh, you know deliberately be delayed until after the midterms. I don't think that would be surprising at all. Emily Jasinski, uh, Washington Examiner. I'll tell you what I think Rudy is doing. He has seen the polls that show support for the Mueller investigation drop. It's still the majority, but it's gone from like 80% to 70% to 60% of people who, who, who are supporting this thing. I think he's chipping away at it, hoping that he can get public support below 50%. Yeah, and, and I think that's been their strategy for a while, but you're right, it's probably going to accelerate now as this continues to go on and on and support for it drops just as a consequence of the longevity. Yeah, absolutely, Yeah, because people get tired of this TV show. Emily, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Emily Jasinski, who clearly would change her own tire not call some company and have them do it without a doubt she's a very competent woman didn't need help with her grades nice job professor wow guy must be 120 years old or something gotta help the little ladies you're listening to the armstrong and getty show